Jesus. We just welcome you to be the centerpiece of our entire life, Lord. And then we have the choice, Lord, that we could either choose to see the curse or we can choose to see the gift. Lord, when you're the center, the gift always, always shows itself alive and real. So, Lord, we just thank you for the heart to position you right in the middle, right in the center of everything. Anything we do uh, comes off of you being the center. And it's not that we stick you in here and there. No, you are the absolute source of everything that we say, do, pray, respond. You're the center. So nothing can come against us. Nothing can overwhelm us because you're in that center place. No matter what direction it comes, you are right there in the center. And Lord, that you, because of where your position, we know we just see the gift. I just see my healer. I see my restorer. I see my financial source. I see my, my, my calling source, my dream, my destiny. I just see my source right in the center. Jesus, be the center of my life. And so that's our request. That is our prayer. But that is also us to be obedient to that, Lord. As Father God, we thank you. We don't fit you in our schedule. We fit our schedule around you. That, Lord, that you will be first and ultimate in everything that we do. And everything else, everything else is going to pass away. But you, Father, will always remain. And, Father, I just thank you. As, as we do that, we position that, Lord, I pray that things will begin to fall off. Of the things that we are concerned about, worried about, anxious about, just fall off because you just center up in our lives that Lord we quit giving those things uh, attention that should be given to you you're the head of our table you're the you're the you're the lead role in our lives father and I just pray father that we begin to just loose those things and and father I just thank you for our stubbornness Lord as hard as it was for us to get it together we're going to be twice as hard to be removed from believing you trusting you having faith in you that that stubbornness is going to work on behalf of glorifying you with all of our heart soul mind and body and when things try to come up and say what we can't do we're going to talk about what you've already done and what you've already completed in our lives that that, that all the things Lord god that to begin to show up lord father we're not just talking about this thing we're living it we're living it. We're, at, we're living by our faith, Lord. It is not just a book knowledge. It is life lived. And I just thank you for your purpose that are going forward and, and going off in our life, just going off in our life. Because you're the center. You're the center. I, it, it's just right there. Everything, our source, everything we are is because you're right there in the middle of everything that we do. So every relationship has it come through that center. And Father, I just thank you for the power of God as you're resting upon us and, and we're beginning to just completely flip our thinking toward the center of who you are, flip our attention toward the center of who you are in our life. Father God, that every knee shall bow every tongue confess especially ours especially ours father help my tongue to bow 
to the word and speak your word only. Father, help my mind to bow to think the things of God only. Help my ears to bow to hear from you in a powerful way, Lord God. And I thank you as I hear, I believe, I receive, I speak. And I know, Lord, that I call our family. We call our families. We call our kids. We thank you, Lord God, for just completely expanding in their heart, soul, mind, and body. I just thank you, Lord, that they, they, the very fact that they were trained up in the way that they should go. I thank you, Lord God, no, no matter how much they've tried to diminish it. I thank you for the Spirit of God expanding expanding according to Isaiah 54 and 2 that you expand enlarge that territory enlarge that place enlarge that faith and find themselves praying more and find themselves worshiping more find themselves hearing more of God find themselves Lord God stretching themselves and surrendering more and more day and day Lord God more surrender more surrender Lord God as they just continue to give themselves over to you Lord God and Father God begin to live a life that's dedicated solely to God. I thank you for the expansion in all of our hearts, especially our family, our loved ones, expanding them like never before. Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord God, as you minister life through all of us. But we thank you for that. We lift up Chris and Jessica as his brother went on to be with the Lord. We just pray for peace and healing in their family. We thank you for comfort, Lord God. We pray, Lord, for, for, for just the anointing of God to be so strong that Jesus began to just expand so strong in that family that any negative word, any word of a curse, any word of a doubt, Lord God, I pray that it's been removed by faith, hope, and love, Lord. And, and as you begin to consume that family, I thank you for revival to break out, revival in their belief, revival in their faith, revival in their worship, Lord God. And what the devil meant for evil is going to turn for your good, that Lord, that they're going to turn in such a mighty way. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you according to Daniel 10, 12. You heard us as we prayed. We believe it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Don't know what I'd agree to to find out afterwards. Amen. All right. Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me. And I'll never be the same. I'll never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power and not let the lost get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. I have been talking a lot about the table, and, and so we're going to continue on. And I know it was after Thanksgiving. Um, it's such a powerful thing. And, and Pastor Rita is just such a good example. She hasn't been to Lubbock in about five years because she's had to be here while I was gone. But, man, all the angry people, we have members that are angry with one another. She touched every one of them. Every one of them, that was the one thing that they came back. Not, you know, not that I've been there them five years and done all the funerals. But Rita walked into that room and hugged the angry ones. And uh, they told my mom and my dad, like, man, I just needed that. I just needed her. And I, and I was asking, what did you say? 
See, all just some regular stuff. You know, what we think is just regular, really is powerful, anointed. When they see the, the husband and wives and they see you guys, like powerful, anointed stuff that just comes out. And, and uh, you know, just, just her being her. Uh, and I need you to know being you, being you. You're not behind. You're not failing. You're right on schedule. Uh, keep your visions. Keep your things up. Keep them built up there. And I, I just thought like we're we're just doing what God has called us to do. And it really is just for all of us. Just do what God has called us to do. And 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 be, you know, raising ourselves to uh, just trust God. Right, right. Just just seeing each and every one of you. Uh, you know. Anthony and Bianca, just, just seeing you guys as you're raising your kids and, and Bree and, 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 you know, all of you guys who are just, just, just being you, you know, that's, that's all God asked for. It's not asking us for being more, you know, I mean, if he'd asked me to be taller, he'd have to do it. We say, I'm going to take you short and I'm going to roll with what the short is. Cause sometimes we feel like we're getting behind. We feel like everyone else is past and you're not, you're right on schedule you're right there so don't rush it sean don't just straight ahead as god builds you up and strengthen you to get through our next the next season of your life and and he begins to grow with us Rini. he just began to grow and big bob like he's coming around like he is not missing one day of prayer not one day he's missing he's not missing it and so as we gather ourselves and and begin to believe and grow in all the stuff we've been through as adults, Geneva, Miss Pamela, Yolanda, I'm trying to cover everybody, Margina, and then there's Milton, who I saw carrying a big black bag. So there may be a human out there. And so just say Milton was inside the service the whole time. You know, our witness, he was right there, officer. So that was somebody else that looked like him. We... We, we, we need to be able to look at that part, and, and I was thankful for, for those guys because they, they were there with me uh, as I was speaking to these kids, and just, we all, they all got questions too, you know, like who you're a part of, you know, and it wasn't just me speaking, they got questions about, you know, things that, were, or kids were talking to them about things that were going on in their lives. So, you know, your kids could be in a foster care system, but they're not, they got you. They got you, and what we saw in that system uh, just a little bit, we just just a little bit, that to be made to laugh uh, at at times, and especially you know, and I'm still learning. Well, it's 29 years, and I still don't know when I'm saying something I don't think it's funny, but everybody else does, and I still get that shock, like why are you laughing? Like in my head, I'm playing like that's not what you're laughing, but but some of them needed to laugh, and it's like the one little boy said, man, I'm gonna get on a Zoom call with my dad. Can you get on it with me? I just know you can make him smile, right? And so I want us to take serious of who we are, that what you do regular every day, it's not wasted, it is invested, it's powerful, because we've seen what it looks like when that's not done. We've seen what it looks like when, when, when the parent doesn't say, I love you or I care about you, I believe in you. We see that. And even if yours is a... <laughs> Get your room clean. I love you. You know, whatever it may be. It may be rough sometimes, but you have to say it. Or mine is usually like, I'm going to throw all the trash on you. You know, I love them. Just want them to empty the trash. So where are God, faith, and belief seated in our life? And that's why the song was so important, because where's God's seat? Like, where does God sit? Is God in the mezzanines of my life, or is he on the front row? 
Is he, is he in a place where he can see, see my life? Or do I got him so far away, I'm hoping he don't see some stuff that I'm doing, right? Uh, whatever is seated at the head will speak the loudest. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 3 through 8 says, So the king asked, is there anyone left of Saul's family to whom I can show the kindness of God? Ziba answered, there is still Jonathan's son who is lame at both feet. Where, he, where is he? Replied the king. And Ziba said, indeed, he is in Lodabar and the house of Mecher and, and son of Amiel. So King David had him brought from the house of Mecher and, and, and son of Amiel and Lodabar. And when Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David, he fell down face, face, he fell face down in reverence. Then David said, Mephibosheth, I am your servant. He replied, do not be afraid, said David, for surely I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, what is your servant that you should show regard for a dog like me? I think he had a low <laughs> image of himself, right? Anybody else, call, have you ever called yourself a dog? <laughs> like, like, that's where you done been down, right? Like, you know, are you giving me something? Right? But, but we may do it, right, when someone compliments you and you don't know how to just say thank you. You give an excuse, like, why, what you see? You know, hey, you look pretty today. Really? I didn't even get to do, okay. Why did I say anything to you? You look like trash. And then that starts a fight. But Mephibosheth, right? So David, Saul, Saul, David killed Goliath. Y'all know that story of Goliath. Saul was the king at the time. And once they start liking, right? All right, Sean, this is particular, right? Politics and college sports. Once they start liking David more than the actual king, the king got jealous and started trying to kill him. He just saved everybody. Now the king's trying to kill him. And that like can happen to us because we can give ourselves so much to something and then that thing starts to kill us. That thing starts to try to take shots at us. And, 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 Dave, and then there were several times, if you, if you go back through the time, David had chances to kill Saul. Like Saul was in the restroom at one point, whatever they did, restroom things there. And he was right behind him. David was right behind him, could have killed him, had a knife. And he only cut off a corner of his robe and sent it back to him just to let him know, that's how close I was to killing you. You imagine if someone threw a spear at you twice and missed and you got a chance to kill them? Not y'all. Not y'all. I would have took Saul out. I'm just telling you right now, God would have had to really move on me not to take out Saul. Think of I'd have got him in the Avangada right there just to the trach, just take it out. But, but there are times where you probably wanted to kill your faith. And your faith is the only reason why you're here. And you start throwing spears. Why ain't it working? And why don't this change? And why don't, you know. And your faith going like, I could have cut you a long time ago. But I stayed here for you. And it was showing that. So anyway, so David becomes king. Saul and his son's dead. What the, what the incoming king would do was just like lions do with prize. They kill all the baby lions that are not theirs. They would kill everyone in the kingdom. That's why Mephibosheth is scared, right? And if you go back and read his story, when they did come to raid his, his grandfather's house and his father, when they come to raid their kingdom, the nurse that was supposed to be taking care of him, she was carrying him and she dropped him running to save her own life. 
protecting herself. She dropped him. He became lame. He became crippled. And, and there are times, like even relationships, when you get dropped, sometimes it cripples you. It makes you not even want to run anymore, not even want to want to function anymore, not even want to talk anymore, not even want to, I don't even want to, I don't even want to try anymore. Like you get like that, you get dropped, you get, you get, you become crippled. And he was like, why they want, why do you even want, I'm a dog. I can't even walk. I can't even stand up for myself. I'm a grown man. I have a grown face and a small man's body. And I was just, uh, even, even as thinking about that, like, man, like all the people that were supposed to carry, like uh, on Wednesday was 22 years that Pastor Mona had passed away in my arms uh, 22 years ago. And then that next January, we started this church. Right? So we, we started thinking about, like, who, who's going who's gonna to teach me how to pastor? Who's going to sit at my table? And God says, I invite your lame self <laughs> to come and sit. And David said, you'll always have a seat here. Mephibosheth's like, have you seen me? Like, have you not looked at me? Why would you invite me? There's more people who can get in a chair and sit on their own. Why would you invite me? Because no matter how broken we are, when God is at the head of the table, David had no choice but to invite. David had no choice but to show grace. Right. And, and showing grace. And, and there's so much uh, even like I was just even doing a sermon. I was laughing about how much turmoil when this set of relatives walked in and this other relative that was there, the heat got it got tensed in that house. And they were only doing it out of respect for my parents, elderly. We're going to respect them. And then we didn't. Only thing we know is we're getting along with everybody. So you start hugging people. that was like. You were just talking to her. How you going to hug? Like, because we're not here for your fight. We're trying to invite your lameness to Lodabar, or from Lodabar, and get up on this turkey here at the house. And you got to begin to get to a place, and, and that's what they saw. That's, that's all they saw was, was joy, and all they saw was, was like, like peace. And, and you don't understand, I think, I, I don't want to say you don't understand. Just know you're more powerful than you think you are. Like, some people don't have what you have. And we were just doing normal stuff. We we're always the last ones to sit down in the family. We serve everybody. We don't sit down until my parents, you know, everybody served. And they, these folks hadn't experienced that. Like, bringing a plate. They hadn't experienced, in a sense of someone just being kind, just to be kind, not to get something from them. Right? And so, like, like, like here he is. They went and got him. He's like, you know, how you going to feed me? Why would you invite me to a king's table? And Dave was telling him, it don't matter. You always got a seat at the table. And I don't care what we've been through. We've always got a seat. Go sit in the presence of God. Don't think you've wasted your life. Don't think you've missed it. No, go, go, go get back up in your chair like you're supposed to be there. And get there and like, even if you got to have someone prop you up, sit down in there like you were supposed to be there and begin to take in the things of God, the blessings of God. Right? Anybody can quit. It does not take any effort. It doesn't take any type of, it, anyone quitting is, is real easy, but it is devastating. So if I quit in my faith and I quit loving and I quit caring and I quit believing, that, that's devastating. It's easy, but it's devastating. It costs too much um, to quit. So he, he looked at it, and, and so it, there, there are things that, that the rest of the world would do that, that we wouldn't do. 
you know. There's some people who give up on their kids. For some reason, we got talking about it on the way home. This is silly. Uh, we'll tell, asking what... I, <laughs> justice with it. What, what would our kids' kids call us? What do we want them to call us? Like, why, I'm like, why, why did I take my earplugs out for this conversation? Like, I don't care, but... Justice recommended a name. I'm not going to say. And I thought, that's a good way to get your kids ignored. That little name right there, get your kids just straight up. I won't even talk to I'll just look at your kids. I will eat. They, I, will, I will open your kids' gift that I was going to give to them right in their face if they called me that. And Pat Sarita got some names. She went, I'll just call granddad. Just, you know, anytime I would call you Pop Pop. Well, Pop Pop to me in the neighborhood I grew in meant Pop Pop, like, so you want me to shoot your kids? <laughs> How you going to call me like a gangster pop pop? And I'll start getting down. I'll hit the deck. I don't know who you're talking to. They come in, pop, 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 pop. I'm like, get down. And then that whole conversation was like, what? Man, I was in. But Pastor Rita got some specifics that she won't. And she don't like what they're coming up with. I said, honey, let's just ignore their kids. And them too. Let's tell them to come over and we just drive off. Yeah, now, pop, pop, dad, you know, right? You better, you know. So I was thinking, like, sometimes we, we want to get to a point to where people recognize us and, and recognize us in the right way, right? Uh, and, and believe, because some of us have been carrying our whole family, especially spiritually, especially spiritually, maybe not financially, but especially spiritually you may be the only consistent thing that's keeping it in there and when they were gosh this has got nothing to do with the sermon when uh when they were about to um when sodom and gomorrah and all that stuff was about to go down abraham said if it's just 10 and they're righteous he was like if it can well you're not you know we're not destroyed if it's just he, he, no, i said finally get your family out of there and i'll say this get your family out of there Things are going to tumble. Get your family out of there. One thing we know to get them out of there. But God is saying, he's just looking. If you got your faith is what's keeping them around. Right? Even when they get on your nerves. So I don't want you to do this now. You know, you know what? I'm keeping you alive, so you better leave me alone. Don't, don't do that. But make sure that you are just giving yourself over to God. So he was brought to the table because God was the head of David's table. You've forgiven people that you shouldn't have forgiven in the natural. You should forgive everyone, by the way. But, but, but the, from what they did to you, you forgave them because Jesus is the center of your life. Right? You didn't forget, but you did forgive. And you, you began to walk forward. So he did the Matthew 25, 40, right? When you've done it to the least of them, you've done it to God. So, God, I'm bringing them here because that's where I would do. I would bring you here. No matter how lame the world says Jesus is, no matter how lame they say, you know, they try to cripple our faith and cripple the Bible and cripple it. And I said, no, 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 that one's coming to my house. That's, that's my belief. That's my faith. And, and, I, and he says, just bring them in, right? Begin to just believe. So never let your setbacks make you take a, 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 a back seat. You're supposed to be in the front. You're supposed to be riding shotgun with Jesus. So the right hand, like, you know. Uh, and so if you start taking a back seat, that means you allow emotions and things to call the shots. Kind of trying to get my great nephew, who's a freshman, 
who plays football. I'm like, you need to start working out. I try to tell him, like, you can't wait to become a senior and start trying to, like, it's too late. Like, you got to start working now. You're like, really? I'm like, yeah, really? You wait till the game start, that's you out of shape. Right? And a lot of times with our faith, we wait till a problem comes. And then we want to start, I pray, Jesus, I love you, Lord. And that's good. I'm glad you know that. But let's start making it daily. I can't just tell Rita on Sundays she's my wife and I love her. Y'all imagine how service would go if I did that? Like, oh, why don't y'all welcome Pastor Tori? I've given you some tomatoes. Throw them at will. John chapter 17, verse 14 through 17. Here's what Jesus had to say to God. He says, I've given them thy word, and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So you can stop right there. We live in that right now. You quote the Bible, the world will hate you. You say what the Bible says, they will hate you because you're not of the world. You're in it, but you're not of it. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Now, here's the other way we should pray. Quit praying for God to get you out of the problem and start praying for God to strengthen you through it. So he's not going to take you out or take it away. He's saying, I've given you, trust me, I'm going to empower you to get through this. I don't not overcome you. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so it is my sanctification comes from just speaking the word. Even if I just believe, I, I believe that I can do all things through Christ. I believe that you can do all things through Christ. People go, like, stupid, why do you keep believing that person? I, that sanctifies me to say that. It sanctifies me that I've trained my children up in a way that they should go. They'll never depart. That sanctifies me. That I, God shall supply all of my needs. That sanctifies me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will arise. Though I sit in the dark, the Lord will be my light. That, that, that truth sanctifies me. That I am on my way. If I don't speak that truth, I become dirty with what's around me instead of the God that's within me. Right? That, that's why I keep saying it. That's why you keep saying it. Even if you only know one verse, keep saying it. That's, that's your cleaner. Say it daily. How often? You ever been too tired? You debate about, oh, this is awful. I don't, I don't know where this is coming from. Anyway, you ever been too tired? You debate about taking a shower before you go to sleep? Yeah, okay, thank you, Anthony. Just two of us? Okay, so Anthony, when we know there's this old deer, because we've just been there, but we don't think, I mean, you know, just, I don't feel like it. I just don't want to be washed. So you got to wash, then you got to dry, then you got to put something else on, then you got to recover from washing. Like it's a whole routine. And ain't, you got to do hair. I ain't got to do nothing but let the water. Sp and I just don't want to. There are just days I just want to stay in my, in my stuff I wore all day. Right? Not y'all. Just you and Anthony and I. Just us. Even if it's been workout clothes that I didn't change out of. And I just, and I cooked in it. And I grilled it. And got a little smoke in it. I want, I want to lay down with the smoke in me. Even though it ain't good for my breathing, right? And sometimes we have to make a conscious effort to get up and wash, right? You can make a conscious effort to get up and just, just read the word. Those, those days you don't, I just don't even feel like it, right? I've, I've been there. I know y'all have, and I know y'all feel like every time it comes up, y'all just love on you. Oh, let me read the Bible. Let me read Leviticus. Let me read the laws. 
Let me just get into that. And, and here is where God is saying, like, like, it's my word that cleanses you. You got that same verse that everybody's calling you stupid for quoting that, that you know, that, that Anthony, you guys are saying that, that till death do us part. That don't happen no more. It's going to happen in this one. Somebody has to die for it to be over with. I'll say that to people all the time. For this to end, somebody got to die. They're like, what do you mean? If she's alive, we still together. If I'm alive, we still together. If I die, we still together. Can't go find nobody else. No, I'm just, <laughs> you do what you want to do. I'm out. I'm up there with Jesus. You, just, have fun. So he's declared us in his word. So go find out what the Bible says about you. Right? When, it, when, it was, when we were talking about the vision and share your vision with everyone and share your vision with every pe- person that you talk about, I was just thinking, like, I got to start doing that before every time I get to speak. Like, what is my vision for even telling you this today that you put Jesus at the center of your table? And, and even if you got one of those formal dining rooms where nobody really gets to eat or go into because it's formal, table you can't use, nobody can run in there. Remember that? You remember those days where you got the plastic on the furniture? That was just, that was a deterrent. If 100 degrees outside, you want to go sit on some plastic? You just knew them. Anyway, centerpiece, put that on there and just like, that reminds me of God is at the center of everything I'm doing. Right there, even, in this, even if this decision looks like I'm getting behind, I know I'm ahead because I'm right with where God called me to be. And so we have to kind of go with that. In John 16, 33, it says, in this world, you have tribulations. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Well, how can you know you've overcome the world or you are an overcomer when you got trouble Every day. How am I an overcomer? Because Jesus is at the center of everything that I do. So I've overcome because I'm trusting God and I know he's defeated the world. I'm not trying to trust and get it all by me. I'm trusting God to do it. There's just absolutely no way. Um, and, and so with those of us, and I mean, I know, and I know y'all are going to struggle with admitting things. How many of you guys have ever had a bad temper? Yeah. Thank you, Bree. Um, it's so sweet now. I don't even, I can't see it. But God didn't take the temper away. He never meant for us to do that. He meant for us to use that temper in another direction. Did that make sense to you? He didn't take your emotion away. He didn't take whatever you are, whatever you were before you were saved and you were living wild for the devil. And, and, and maybe, even maybe like me, I, I'm a repetition person. I find something I like, I just do it, 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 do it every day. Do it every day. What do I do every day now? Pray, 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 pray every day. Worship every day. Read the Bible every day. He didn't want to take that away from me. He didn't want to take that repetition away from me, that repeatedness. That's not a word. I'm making it up because it makes sense to me. He didn't want to take that away. He wanted me to use it. He didn't want me to, he wanted me to be able to, I, I used to try to intimidate people in sports. I was a pitcher. I hit the first batter every game. First pitch, threw right at his head. Wanted to scare the whole team. And as, as my parents are finding all of this out, because the people on the prayer line with my father now are people that went to school with me. I would hit the first batter every time. And I love playing in the cold. I'd hit them on the hands. They're done. They done. The people in the dugout with them is done. Now I hit the devil in the head. First pitch every morning, I throw right at his head. 
right? I, said, I remember my coach come out. He said, don't you hit that kid. He says, I know. I've, I see what you're doing. Don't you do it. And I look at him just like, I'm going to hit him. And it's the first pitch of the game, so they can't say I do it all the time. He says, don't hit that kid. I said, going to hit him. And that was part of that stubbornness that God didn't remove from you because he wants you to be stubborn about when it could try to make you not pray for your kids. Stubborn. I'm too stubborn. I'm going to pray anyway. I'm too stubborn. I'm going to believe in them. You know, I, got a be- I, got the- I got the best kids in the world. You should be able to say that. You should be able to say, I got the best kids in the world. That could be all of us talking about all of our kids. My kids is the best kids in the world. And nothing greater than having the kids in the same room with parents that believe that they are the best. Right? Don't ever back down. I had a guy tell me one time, I had the most beautiful, I was just married. I got my wife way prettier than yours. I go, are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? There are people that want my wife now. The very fact your wife picked you makes her lose a point. What? And there was one lady who was, who was watching this whole thing unfold, and she go, man, I pray my husband is somewhere speaking up for me, right? Now, I, was being, I, would, I wasn't being Christian at all. I was calling him ugly, and she must have some ugly in her to see something in him. You know what I mean? Like, but what she saw was somebody pulling for her, right? And, and I got, got to tell you, like, I mean, I may be the ugliest cheerleader on your team, but I'm on your team. Believe in God for you. Like inviting you to the table when you have them, them lame days. Monday, tomorrow. Some of us have been off for four days. Monday ain't gonna, Monday gonna stink. People up there, you had some turkey? No, we chased a duck. What did you think we ate? You could just have those. <laughs> no, we had some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and sat around and looked at each other. Leave me alone. Right? It's okay. Like, that's what I mean. Like, we don't want to, we think, we think, like, coming to God, like, we can't have moods and, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it's, you're not perfect. He said, use it for the good. If we were all rabbits, that's not virtuous. It's that monster you got in you that you choose not to use. That's what makes us powerful. When someone wakes your inner Frankenstein, yeah. And, and Jesus speaks like, love them. <laughs> but you're not virtuous if you can't do something. You're not virtuous if you can't hurt anyone. Take it all away. No, you're virtuous when you're doing all the driving and somebody wakes up from you driving, complaining. And they were asleep. I have no idea how you was doing it. You gotta look at the point of that God did not remove and just thank God for what's in you. And then now, God, how do I use that to serve you? Thank God for the fact that He gave you some some of us love hard. You know that is right. You love hard. So when something goes wrong or there's a breakup, you you it, it takes you long time. And God has said, I don't want to remove that from you. I want you to love me hard. I want you to love me hard. I want you to, you to be there for me. All right. I'm so glad I got to share that with you. So truth sets us free, and now we realize truth cleanses us. 
It, it helps us. It, it strengthens us. You know, uh, sometimes we, we just have to ask God, help me not lie as much today. I'd love to be in this room with all you truth tellers. So it's the word that keep us and our children from being overtaken by what everyone in the world is doing. Right? So our kids are not going to get caught up in that. Our kids are not going to get stuck with that. Right? Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And again, you said, I'm being transformed. I'm not conforming, right? And they say, you know, 60% of marriages end in divorce. Well, we're transforming that, right? We're not going to conform to that. We're going to transform because see, when I let them digits become a part of my life, then I'm just, you know, now I'm just waiting for the inevitable. I'm waiting for it to fail. I'm waiting for it to go wrong. I'm, I'm waiting for it. And as they say, one out of every three kids are sexually abused. Not, not here. No more. We're, we're transforming that. Not my children. They will be set free. They will be covered. They will be protected by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I will not send my kids over and be a statistic. Amen. I'm not, I'm not saying live in fear. Just know that they are not going to be in that road. That is not the place they're going to be. So the last, the latest version of this world uh, should never take us from the never ending will of God's word. No matter what the latest version, no matter the latest culture, whatever the latest thing, uh, we're not supposed to get along, you know, black and white people, black and Hispanic, we're not all supposed to get along, so, so everybody should be fighting. That's not our version. That's not the one we live in. It's not the one we're doing. So, you know, you begin to believe. That, that same niece that uh, Pastor Rita was talking about was like uh, asking, like, how, how did you know that uh, she was the one? And I said, we... we God. You know, God brought us together. My mom asked on several occasions, but I don't know if it was just because she was forgetting, right? Because the filter's gone. If you look fat to my mom, she's going to say, you look fat. She told me several times. Man, you fat. And my sister was looking at her like, and I just don't, don't correct it because apparently if you correct it, she's going to keep saying it. So, see, so, yeah, I'm working on it, mama. I'll wear more black tomorrow, so. Man, you're just so fat, though. And she'd make her eyes big when she said it. I was like, okay, you done? We get it. I need two chairs. What you want? And I could tell when every time she's going to get ready to say something crazy, she leans in, looks around, said, don't, whatever it is, don't you say it. She goes, I'm your mama. I said, right now, you act like somebody else's mama. Don't you say it. All right, baby. You fat. <laughs> so she was cool. But she could remember stuff. She remember things that she wants to remember. Right? It's almost like it's a license. What age do you have to get to where you can just say whatever you want? And everybody's like, oh, that's so cute. Because it's from like two, three to... 
80 plus? Is that, is that one of his? I mean, she's letting everybody have it. Have it. And we got to do whatever she says. Don't bother want to have all that stuff in that hot house. They sit up in that house. You think sweating? I don't know why she thought I was fat. They think 80 degrees is cold in there. It's hot. But she said, Christ is at my table. And she prayed. She believed that Jesus is still ministering to the entire family. She loved everybody. She made those people who were mad at each other come and hang out there. And wouldn't let the one that was already there leave when they knew the other ones were coming. That, yeah, it sure was. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Because I'm looking at her like, yeah. And she was like, what's the matter? Say something nice because she'll call you fat. She doesn't mind. She doesn't mind. And, and I, I, where God is, God is like said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is not going to let us just go around being angry and bitter with people and one another. He's going to call us for unity. Is to make us sit together, and and I'm that I'm that way. If you if you if you cross me, as long as I don't have to see you, we good. Right? Anybody else like that? Am I the only one? Okay, I'm, I can be as faithful to Jesus when I don't have to see you, but when I have to see you, that's where I have to go be a sacrifice of praise. Right? I have to go and just pray. Amen. Now, I mean, you know what? So glad, like, y'all, y'all can look at your enemies and just love them and hang out with them. I want to shake poison in a drink. That's wrong. I wouldn't, because people die, and you have to say, I was here with y'all. Not that anyone's going to call. But he says, don't be conformed to this world. God, transform me. My mind isn't right. Transform me. My heart isn't right. Transform me. My, my, my soul isn't right. Transform me. Uh, help me not to conform to the way things are going right now in my life. Help me not to, to turn into the problem, but turn toward the promise. Help me to do that, right? So, so it is. So, so what we are turning into reveals what is sitting at the head of our tables. If I turn it into this evil, angry, jealous, whatever it is, maybe person, that means the wrong thing is at my table. If I'm turning on myself and calling myself stupid when God says I'm a chosen generation, I'm a royal priesthood, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, that greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. If I walk uprightly, there's no good thing that he withhold from me. He's calling me all these things, but I'm calling myself something different. The wrong thing is sitting at the head of your table. The wrong thing is sitting at the head of your table. If you believe that your kids are going to get to a place that they won't listen to you anymore. No, no, no. They will hear you. Keep talking. Just like this 20 year younger, and I didn't say her age, she said her own stuff, and you could do math. Still remembers one camp out of a 33 year life. Just once. Gotta invite them to your house. The life of transformation means. That turn into the things that God speaks when we refuse to bow and give into the ways and thinking of this world. So you're going to turn into the Bible. Right? Pick your page. If you need to forgive, you're going to turn into forgive those who hurt you. Turn into that. Like, like you have to turn it. And that means both ways. You're going to transform into it and then you need to turn toward forgiveness. 
You need to turn toward it. Even if the ask about, uh, even if all of your story and all of your evidence equal up to you are right, they are wrong, you turn and forgive and ask for forgiveness and then move forward, right? I guarantee you the turkey is going to taste much better. It's going to taste better because now you're not eating crow all the time. Man, those people got up and left and we got to eat food because somebody else showed up. Amen? Which I completely understand. All right. Amen. You guys bow your heads. Let's pray. Where are God, faith, and your belief? Father, I just thank you. Ours is right here at the center. And Lord, not because we can't go anywhere else. That doesn't make us virtuous. What, what makes us virtuous is when we can turn to other things and other entertainments and choose not to. Even this morning, we could have turned to staying in bed or doing our own thing and gone on our own ways or beating, you know, getting ready for Monday. When we said the best way to get ready for anything is to come before you and sit in the household of faith where two or more gather together in your name. There you are in the midst of touching anything. That's, that's what's best for me. In my house, Lord God, we shall serve the Lord. So, Lord, as we we move to you to be at the center of our table, Lord God, and knowing that when anything happens or anything goes on or anything that doesn't go on, we're going to pull from that source, source of our faith, source of our hope, source of our belief. I am just quickened by God to pray uh, over people's bodies this morning. If you got something going on with you internally, I just pray in Jesus' name and you know who you are and you just put your hand wherever you feel like that pain or frustration is coming from. In the name of Jesus, I believe that you are being healed. I believe it's on someone's right side. I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just believing in, in, in with you and trusting God for you to have peace in your body right now in the name of Jesus as he's touching you and bringing forth healing in your body. Father, I thank you for that. Thank you for the word that you've shared with someone, that truth to cleanse and make them free. I thank you, Lord God, for your message and your word, Lord God, that when you are the center of our world, nothing in this world can stop it. We praise you. We thank you for a blessed time, blessed week, Father God, and we give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We love you guys. I was too lazy, did not make juice, didn't do any of that. Eight turkey and tryptophan one. I just stare at this stuff, but next week, all right? We love you guys. You're dismissed.